This is an Irish independent podcast. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry. Hello and welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. It's something I think we'd all like a bit more of, but building self-esteem and maintaining it can seem like a massive, massive challenge. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by clinical psychologist, Dr. Eddie Murphy and friend to talk to us about self-confidence and how we can accept who we are. Eddie, a very big welcome back to the show. Thanks very much. It's lovely to be here again, Carl. So how's life? Well, life is good. We're coming to the end of Operation Transformation. Looking forward to doing the 5K run. And uh, But for me, as you know, it's always about the inner transformation. And these concepts that we're going to discuss today around uh, self-esteem, self-confidence, self-acceptance, they're all like first cousins. So I think we'll try and unpack them a little bit and give listeners an opportunity to maybe to walk away with some tools that they can use. That's the goal towards the end of the talk. Big, big concepts now, Carl. Um, I really appreciate that. Very psychologically minded this week, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> we try to be. I always get kind of scared when you, when you come into the studio because you you, Eddie has this way of looking at you. And he's, he's, kind of, he's looking into you. And whatever, whatever content we're going to discuss, it's like you're having a personal consultation with him. Our self-esteem and self-confidence the same thing? That's the first question I have for you. No, so they're like first cousins. They're related, but but they're not the same thing. Okay. thing. okay, so if you take self-confidence, that's your belief in your abilities. Now, that changes over time. So if you think about it, when you first started being a podcast host, where would you rate your self-confidence about being a podcast host? See, this is what he does. He asks <laughs> these questions. <laughs> put, uh, you under, put you under pressure. Five. Carl. There we go. Five. Five out of? Ten. Okay, so you're 50%. Yeah. And now, because we you've moved from novice to expert, you're an expert, you've done hundreds of podcast hosting, where would you rate yourself now? Eight. Okay, I'd say you're being a little bit unkind to yourself, okay? <laughs> I think you're just going, you're probably second-guessing there. You can't say a nine, but of course, there's all, yeah. you, want, you want to leave room for improvement because you always strive. But self-confidence and, and self uh, around... Is that ability in your in your uh, uh, in your per- uh, capacity in your abilities? That's what self confidence is, and that can shift. Okay, self esteem, and I'd say if we can spend a little bit more time on self esteem because it's a more complex. Um, it's about your self worth, how a person sees themselves, and that's very different. Okay, so if you can imagine, and when I work clinically with patients, or when I, you know, when I'm working with individuals it's that self-esteem is the something is something if you actually think about the self if you look at our own self-confidence where do our where do people start when they're doing a couch to 5k oh yeah okay so start mm, out of 10 too yeah okay and then but after the towards the ending towards yeah, the end there are eight nine ten. so you see practice turning up showing up um um learning stuff mo- following others can really improve our self-confidence. Okay, so you, can, you can grow your self-confidence you from can, a, very, a low base to a higher base. And you grow it by working at the same thing, you know, continuously working at something and, 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 and gaining. You, you gain confidence by working at it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And, and working with others and maybe mm. uh, having a coach or having someone to assist you. Getting positive feedback can be a really powerful way. So that we're, but self-esteem is very different. Now, if you imagine 
Carl, if you imagine a boat, a trawler going out to sea, okay, and you you see this, and in fair weather, the trawler goes out to sea and it's going through and it's lovely and it's sort of at one with nature. Does that make sense? And then a big storm comes up and you still have this trawler and it's struggling to keep going uh, out at sea. Now, imagine you then realised that there was an anchor underneath this trawler and it's dragging uh, all the time it's out there. You weren't aware of it. So that's a little bit like where your self-esteem is because in good weather, having low self-esteem can hold you back. And in times of struggle, it can uh, be even more difficult having this. So that thing about it, self-esteem is our inner belief about ourselves. I am unworthy. I am unlovable. I am. And they're generally negative beliefs that we have about ourselves, often formed through our early life experiences, through um, either neglectful or absence or not getting a positive reinforcement. And maybe another way to think about this is if you think of a tree that's in a in a garden and uh, it's a walled garden and it just gets enough water and sunlight and fertilizer and it grows, but it's it's not. But imagine in another space, a tree that gets water, nutrients, praise, encouragement, support. So one, the, the, so what? this is what help really powerful in terms of supporting ourselves when it comes to our self, our self-esteem, our ability, what we our, see ourselves and our self-worth. Not judged on what others are, but judged on what we see our worth is. So it's, I think it's one of the most powerful things that uh, from a human perspective we need to work on. What feeds into our self-esteem quite often is our early relationships. So attachments, and there's different styles of attachments. So we can have a a, a healthy attachment, we can have an unhealthy attachment, or we can have a very distant attachment. It's actually four styles of attachment, but let's just focus on the self-esteem bit. So and one of the things I want to just flag for some people, so often I'd ask, um, maybe someone comes to you uh, with really low self-esteem and if they might say they had depression and might be aware, we tease out the self-esteem bit. And I'd say, how long have you been depressed for? And they might say, oh, I've been depressed all my life or for the last 30 or 40 years. Well, when I hear that, um, a trigger goes up in my head going, I don't know, I'm not overly convinced this is a depression. I think this is around low self-esteem. And low self-esteem is where a person has their inner voice, is toxic, it's corrosive, it's punitive, it's critical, it's very unhelpful. So, for example, a new opportunity might arise and the person might go, I'm not good at that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my hands up there for that. I'm not even gonna try that. And so many people, whether it's around maybe low confidence and self-esteem, there are I can think of people who may have talked themselves out of jobs or work or opportunities. Because in their head, they say, oh, I'm not ready for that. Now, sometimes I would say, go for it. Jump into the situation. Learn the mastery over time and work on that that negative voice, that really, uh, that continuous negative voice that uh, impacts on our self-esteem. And tell me about kind of low self-esteem. Where does it come from? So is it something that's formed over the course of your early years? Can it happen later in life? 
generally speaking, it's that like it's the early influences that a, a person could, a kid, a child would have. So, for example, if you're if you compare a, a person who grew up in a warm, nurturing environment versus somebody who grew up in a harsh, critical environment where perfectionism was the only standard, where uh, maybe there was bullying experiences, um, where people are, you know, maybe they didn't achieve so well in in different areas. Like everybody can't achieve in different areas. Um, uh, but generally it's where parenting is either um, absent, critical, harsh, um, where may maybe opportunities haven't, haven't been had. So they're sort of areas where can feed into our low self-esteem. And then the belief is that I'm not good enough. So it's all about the belief. Think about like a tree, cut the tree. You look at the rings within in the tree. Self-belief is self-belief. The core belief is what is that core belief that's going on there? So the core belief is I'm not good enough. I'm not I'm attractive enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not. It's, it's generally a negative. And when we're working on self on, on self-esteem, it takes just a longer way to understand self-esteem because we have thoughts, these thoughts, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough. These are the thoughts and feed into this belief that I, I'm not good enough. Nobody would want me. So therefore, then our actions in the world reflect that. So we uh, we, we may not take up these opportunities that I've talked about because we, we just don't have that. What would be linked to that then is our low self-confidence. It's first cousin. OK, so should we be saying to people who are listening in, you know, sit down and write out your, your, your yourself, your core beliefs? Yeah, and and get them to look at that and say, what are my core beliefs that, you know, am I good enough? Am I fit enough? Am I healthy enough? Am I attractive enough? Or whatever they may be. Is that a good a good way for people who are listening in to start trying to understand their self-esteem, their, their self-beliefs? And, and, you know, by just asking the question, what are your what are your core beliefs? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a great one um, because uh, by understanding what our beliefs are, and maybe you can rate them as well, because that's the interesting bit. If you start rating them. Um, zero to a hundred. How how true do I believe this about myself? Then uh, then you can start changing. Mm -hmm. And you see, if you have a negative, Carl, if you have a negative belief about yourself, okay. Now I sort of see it like a an old fashioned like radio with a volume switch. And the, if you have a negative belief, that volume switch can be quite high, and it's sort of drumming in this toxic narrative. But that's only a belief. Now we would say beliefs and thoughts and are, are are not facts so it's just the way we look at the world so we if we can also then have alternative beliefs that the opposite of, of a negative belief and they're the ones that we can start working on so how do we do that is we can look at writing it down and finding successful times in our life looking at things like um so we start layering things like I make good friendships. I'm a, a good communicator. I was uh, positive in that situation. I faced adversity there in that situation. And so we start banking our successes mm -hmm. because what happens is sometimes we filter out and we discount our successes. And if we start accruing our successes and looking at them, not in a boastful way, but in a way, a way that sort of says, you know what, there's something going on in my life that I'm okay. It's okay to be okay, and at times it's okay not to be okay, as the phrase would go, and uh, it can fluctuate. So then having that, working on self-esteem, I think can be really powerful stuff, um, really helpful.
Folks, you're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. We are having a fascinating chat about self-belief, self-esteem, core beliefs, self-confidence. So we've chatted about the, the self-confidence bit and that how that you can improve that by kind of just turning up and practice and all of that. And the core beliefs concept. What about the likes of social media and how that impacts on our self-esteem and our beliefs? Because you know, we talk about it with a lot of our guests every time they come in, which is that, you know, how do you handle negative criticism on, on social media? We went through that last year as a, as a collective where, where we got a lot of negative kind of, you know, fee, uh, trolling on social media. And that's difficult to handle because it does impact your 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 esteem and it makes you, it does make you second guess things. It makes you second guess. Uh, yeah, so it was difficult. Uh, I suppose the most difficult part was when our professional bodies were tagged into it. Um, because uh, one thing about uh, uh, challenging the individual, there's another thing about challenging the individual and threatening their livelihood. That becomes very different. Um, but social media, um, I suppose the, the, what I would say is about compare and despair, right? This is a big thing where individuals may be comparing themselves to the uh, curated life that somebody's put up there. And you see, I suppose the real, the real issue is that we have to see the individual beyond just the image. And I know we're going to probably talk, we'll link in a little bit to self-image here now. But the person is, what's their values? What type of, um, because for example, if you work with self-image, for example, there's individuals who have their self-image concept is formed. Then they might have acquired a disability or a burns or had a mastectomy or had an amputation. So their self-image changes. Now, in psychology, because we work with individuals who've been through these struggles, we sort of study and look at self-image over time. And I know it's sort of shifting a little bit from the, 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 the media bit, but you're more than just the image of yourself. People with high self, uh, uh, self-image and self-concept and beliefs about themselves see themselves with their, they don't actually focus on one particular point because everybody is a point in their body that they probably don't like. That's quite normal, actually. Um, yeah, my, mine is my big toe. I hate my big toe. <laughs> yeah. On both feet. Yeah. On I, both I feet. hate my feet. Okay. Yeah, yeah can't yeah. handle it at all. Just, I just don't like my feet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Then anyway, there we go. Random <laughs> there facts. There you go. Random, <laughs> random facts. Carl Henry doesn't like his, Well, you see, if you, but if they bothered you, right? Yeah. So let's say, for example, it's when you don't like something and it impacts on you yeah. in a social way. For yeah. example, if you decided you would n- you were going to beach, but you'd never get into the water because you'd never expose your toes. Yes. Yeah. Then that becomes a problem. Yeah. So then that that then it's worth to do the intervention. But so so we got to see ourselves beyond like I, when you see a person, you connect with. Now I was thinking about this earlier on today, and I was saying. Who would you like to go for a meal with? Now, I'm asking your listeners, who would you really like to go for a meal with? Um, you know, and and have a, a sit down and have a meal with. It's often asked about people. And when you think about that, and you can think about it for a minute, but when you think about that, it's not the person's that has an, an image that necessarily you're going to go. It's someone that you find interesting, someone that you find maybe has faced adversity and overcome it, someone that you might get a life lesson from, someone that has had such a breadth of experience. It's not about, we don't say, oh, I'm going to have a meal with that person because they're beautiful looking or whatever. We're lots going, of people would. Yeah, they maybe would, but lots of people wouldn't yeah. because they might go beyond just the the, the facade yeah. and go into what it is, what is it about that person? What do they represent? And uh, so, they, you know, so they're, therefore, um, so they, they're the type of, uh, uh, when we look at self, self-image, 
we've got to get out just beyond the image and look at, and that's what people with high self-image, to see themselves in lots of different ways, to see themselves as uh, uh, happy, attractive, positive, engaging with other people. And people from all diversity, all backgrounds, have have uh, we have this is open to everybody how we look at our self image and it's actually culturally it's can different as well so if we're in different cultures um it, it can it happen differently about how we view our self image and it's, there's this pull back to the, the that concept of looking in the mirror and and being able to say to yourself you know i not that you love yourself but you're happy with with what you see with the reflection in the mirror is that a very basic way of testing that kind of sense of self image because lots of people well, can struggle with that idea. Yeah, of... well, you see, it, it, people will look in the mirror and see it and might pick out their faults or might pick out their unhappiness. But what I'm inviting individuals to think about, people to say is that you're more than what you see in that reflective image. That's the core point, that you're way more than just the reflective image. And remember, that reflective image changes over life course. So you, uh, how do we learn to love our bodies? How do we learn? So we start appreciating and we can start thinking about different things. I appreciate my body because it, it breathes, it beats, it gets me. A, thankfully, I can walk around or I can run. And you start appreciating the body beyond the image. You start appreciating the body in terms of how it, it allows you form relationships, how it uh, brings you to, uh, you have intellect. And you've skills, you're able to maybe go out and work, you're able to contribute to your community, you're able to um, focus on. See, I think, and you'll have to bring me back another day, but it's about, right, when it comes to life and living, it's about fulfillment, possibility, finding a, a life that is, um, has, be, be, finding a life where our possibilities, our beliefs and fulfillment and how we can find that. And that's a different psychological journey. Yeah. So, so th th that whole idea of the self-acceptance piece, is, yeah. is that starting with the positives? So it's starting with, you know, I respect my body for being able to get me into work every day. I, I, I'm, I'm, I respect my body for being able to go for a run. I like my little finger. Or, you know, is it starting with the things that you like to overcome the things that you don't like? Or is that, being, is that me being over pedantic? Okay, no, uh, no, but self Self-image and um, self-acceptance is huge because people who struggle with this then might have a condition called body dysmorphia, mm -hmm. sort of separate conversation. But having self-acceptance, imagine in life struggling not to accept ourselves. Could we only get one of these beautiful lives? How And we're struggling and we're sort of going around with this corrosive belief that I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough. I'm, so we need to start in a nice way, in a gentle way, because that's the, in a compassionate way towards ourselves, that we develop compassion towards ourselves. And a good tool to do this is what would you imagine? Imagine you had a belief that you, you weren't self-accepting, you weren't self-accepting yourself. And you said it out loud to your friend, say, oh, I really don't like myself. Um, what would you say to that friend or what would a friend say to you? And you find a friend say, oh, my God, I can't believe you're really saying that because this is what I think about you. I think you're amazing. I think you're warm. I think you're um, you're a person I can come to. I can share my worries with. There's so many things that you contribute so to my life. And sometimes we need to be open to that, you know. So that's how we by questioning ourselves. What would I say to my friend if they said this to me? And our response to that is how we need to talk to ourselves.
That's the core to it. How we talk to ourselves. Are we talking to ourselves in a critical, negative, punitive way? Or are we talking to ourselves in a coaching, nurturant, compassionate way? Okay, so we've covered lots of ground and lots of different self, self different things. Yeah. Uh, if I was to ask you for your top tips for what people should take away from the episode or how to start addressing their own self-confidence or self-esteem, what would your three or five takeaways be? For, that's a horrible question. I know oh, it's a horrible I know. question. See, but it's a nice question because it kind of get, it brings people towards the end and say, okay, look, what, off the back of listening to this conversation, what really should I do? Okay, so I always find it interesting that from that people want to reduce complexity, always. and that's fine. <laughs> I get it, right? I do get it. Um, but of the three cousins, self acceptance, self uh, confidence, and self esteem, self esteem is the most important, and you can build from there the self acceptance, which I probably say is sec second most important. But you, so I, you, oh yeah, you, you can o you, you you can nothing you can overcome your self esteem, but you can you can put. You can push yourself oh, yeah. through having. So, for example, you know. So, overcoming. Like, actually, it's really, you, you, you can you push through it, is my point. Okay. Or can you? Well, see, now there's a really good book, and the, the, evidence, the evidence based intervention for self esteem is by Melanie Fennell, and it's called Overcoming Self Esteem. That's the classic cognitive behavioral therapy book. That uh, and it's the classic model that psychologists use when it comes to working with individuals with low self-esteem, yeah. and that's available in all public libraries. Um, and it's the and the research base behind it. What what we're talking about today in terms of self-esteem. So going back to your three, I just missed your question <laughs> oh, you there. Pull, you, you pulled I was, right back I, out of that one. I was yeah, no, I was trying to think of it. Here I'm going. You asked <laughs> me three saying, questions, which oh, I hate doing, and then what, I'm sort of then you asked me another question. Was that, so you know the self-esteem piece. Yeah. So my my angle on that on a personal level would be the sink or swim model, right? Which is that if I believe I can't do something, yeah. I'll generally just jump in and try and try and sink and do it anyway and see if I sink or swim. Okay. Well, see, which explains my my mental my mental psychology. Okay. Okay. This is what we call really black and white thinking. Okay. <laughs> because it's sort of what you yeah you use the word you can push through yeah. on, right so can, yeah can you okay no. well hold it now so slow down so pushing through see it's not a great concept because if you think no. of the tree right so you if you were in the garden with the wall garden didn't just get the nurturance just got enough water and stuff it it depends because you for some people they've come not everybody has the same starting point. That's what I'm getting yeah. at, right? Yeah. So for not so pushing through is not an option for everybody. Agreed. Okay. So it depends on where you're starting okay. from. It depends on Some people start with more vulnerability. Yeah. And so I it's not an all or nodding or push push through thing. It's a it's a thing to work on, become aware of, and it, see it on a continuum rather than a light switch on and off. I either have self-esteem or I don't have it. That we all have some self-esteem. And, you know, it can be a lovely journey of trying to enhance our self-esteem. And it's not because that's a good thing, because when we start believing in ourselves in a more that in a more confident way that I am able, I can try new things, I can go for this. So I'd invite your listeners to think about a T-shirt and it goes, I am dot, dot, dot. And they can fill it in. And it, for some, it, they might put, I am, and it could be a negative label. I am confused or I'm upset. I'm sad. I'm fearful. I'm afraid. 
I'm unlovable. And, and I'd invite them then to flip the T-shirt into I am capable. I am okay. I am lovable. I am happy. I am positive. I am optimistic at times of challenge. And sort of, they're the sort of areas that we can really sort of go for and work on. Okay, so it's about looking at your beliefs, seeing what they are, and then trying to bring them to a more positive space and work on those over the course of time. That'll do me, Carl. You like that? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like Dr. it. Dr. Eddie Murphy, it's <laughs> lovely to have you back in again. Much appreciated for coming in, folks. I really hope you enjoyed that chat on today's episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. If you want to follow Dr. Eddie Murphy on Instagram, he is at... At Dr. Eddie Murphy and on Twitter as well. And his book is Becoming Your Real Self and that's out in all good bookstores as well. Dr. Eddie Murphy, it is great to catch up. We'll see you very, very soon. Folks, that is it for another episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. You know where we are, at Carl Henry PT on Instagram. We don't do Twitter anymore because they're all very cranky over there. And Real Health at independent.ie for any emails you want to send through. Don't forget to rate and review and we'll see you next week for more Real Health. So long, folks. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Pride sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.